Welcome to ZBS in 3D Sound. I'm Fulton, and over there is my friend Fritz. Fritz is ahead, but listens to whatever you want to tell him. For example, I'm standing here, and he's standing over there, and he's been listening to everything I have to say. You see, like all things in life, reality is simply your point of view, and if you don't like what you're hearing, change your point of view. Over the last few weeks, I've been playing a radio series we recorded on location with Fritz. It's called Saratoga Fat Cats and was recorded in and around Saratoga Springs. Today, I'm playing the final two episodes. I wanted to say, and I don't think Fritz will mind my saying this, there are better examples of 3D sound out there, especially in the realm of video games and virtual reality. In fact, my friend Fritz here may be seen as uh, older tech, that is something that's been around for a while and he'll one day be returned to his shiny equipment case and will only be taken out now and then to be shown off as a piece of prized vintage gear. And so my demonstrating his ability to hear sound all around may seem kind of quaint to those of you who have heard some of the uh, 3D being done in virtual reality. Why I'm especially fond of Fritz is because his head is the same size as mine, so if I buy a hat, we can both take turns wearing it. But best of all, he's easy to talk to. Normal microphones, like this one, you use to talk into. But with Fritz, having a kind of human-looking head, you can just talk to him. For you young ladies, Fritz would make a good companion because he really does listen. You realize what a rare exception it is, a guy who actually listens to what you're saying. Last week I was telling about recording in the Pantanal. Tim Clark and I went out there to record the nightlife. That's the frogs and caiman, they're a sort of uh, alligator. We waited until around midnight when things really got lively. Because of the mosquitoes, we had to soak our clothes in off. But smelly insect repellent. It was keeping the mosquitoes away, but we noticed we were attracting dragonflies. In fact, dozens of them. And the dragonflies in the Pantanal are really big. They have seven-inch wingspans. They're like small birds. They were keeping a distance. We realized we were emitting a sort of off aura. It's sort of like a force field that keeps the mosquitoes at bay and the dragonflies were zipping in and out, picking off the mosquitoes. So we set up our microphones, started recording, but now and then we'd hear this weird sound, like maybe moisture was shorting out the cables or something. We checked the connections, everything seemed fine, but it still kept happening. And then I shined my flashlight on one of the microphones, and there was a dragonfly sitting there, munching on a mosquito. And if you're listening with headphones right now, you can hear one as it lands on the microphone. And those double sets of seven-inch dragon wings sound like a drone settling down on the microphone. So I had to stand there and shoo the dragonflies away so we could keep recording. That's a pretty neat sound though.
On an earlier trip, we flew to Manaus. It's a couple thousand miles up the Amazon River. That's in northern Brazil. Manaus is in the middle of the jungle. It's known for its opera house. It was built by the rubber barons. It's also where the Amazon and the Rio Negro meet. And the Amazon is sandy colored, sort of like cafe au lait. The Rio Negro, as you expect, is black. And if you lower your hand about a foot beneath the surface, it just disappears. That's how dark it is. It's not black because of sediments. It's because of leaf and plant matter that has decayed and dissolved. So the river is the color of black tea. And it's also one of the cleanest rivers in the world. We rented a boat and got supplies to last for a week and headed up the Rio Negro. We also had to pick up a guide that knew the tributaries because you can get lost out there. At night, we'd hang our hammocks between the trees along the river. In that part of the Amazon, there were no mosquitoes. We found a lovely spot, a sweet little lagoon, and decided to take turns getting up every hour throughout the night and record a few minutes. We were sort of taking samples of the night. Now and then we'd hear a sudden splash. And as it started to get light, we'd see the fish jump out of the water, snap at a bug and splash back down, sometimes landing on the beach and then flip themselves back into the deep. so beautiful. It's like a little slice of paradise. I hated to leave. That's Tim Clark's Blue Bamboo that's playing. you've all been waiting for. Yeah, I'll bet. The final two episodes of Saratoga Fat Cats. But first, a brief recap. There's a couple of guys looking for Shades who has skipped town. Shades' niece, Celia, was staying at Willie's, but that's no longer safe, so they've moved in with White Bar Rick. You two can have the guest room. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> we are not an item. Oh, you mean... Meanwhile, Short Top Detroit, a slightly sleazy detective that only exists in cheap paperbacks, keeps talking to Willie, or at least Willie keeps hearing him inside his head. But now Celia is hearing Short Top too. Rick's okay. <laughs> I know, he's just horny. Uh- 
So you're going nuts too, huh? I can't believe I'm hearing a voice that's inside your head. That's crazy, isn't it? Oh, I wonder what your shrink would say about this. As we look in, it's the 4th of July in Saratoga Springs, and in Congress Park, they're about to set off the fireworks. So put on your headphones, and you'll be hearing the fireworks exploding in the air right above your head. Now, you want to see some fireworks? And what's that supposed to mean? Fireworks. There's fireworks tonight. Yeah? Where? Up there, above your head. Where? Right Where? up It was dark when we got back to my place. This time I had locked the house. There wasn't a black sedan waiting around the corner, so I figured it was safe. <gasps> Sitting at the kitchen table was a small man with slicked-backed hair and a face like a weasel. It's about time you two birds came back to roost. In front of him were two empty cottage cheese containers, large curds. Leaning against the refrigerator was a second man. He was slightly larger than my refrigerator. You Jake Jr.? What? Jake LaMotta Jr. I figured you had a sense of humor. Yeah, the boss got a real kick out of it, didn't he, Crutch? You and the angel take a seat. Yeah. Sure. You answer one question. Where shades? 
I don't know. Question, did he give the right answer? <laughs> Russia says no. I honestly don't know. What about you? Shades is my uncle. So? He said he was going to Chicago to see Uncle Boots. Uncle oh, Boots? That's what everyone calls him. What is he? Shushan boy. <laughs> That's right. How can we help? How can we help? Give me the brother's number. I don't know. What's his real name? Clarence Williams. Why did you break his phonograph record? You didn't have to do that. Your uncle has caused the boss great grief. How much does he owe? What does he owe? Money! What do you think? How much to pay it off? Twenty grand. You got it? No. What about you? Are you kidding? Look, you seem like decent citizens. Crush! What do you say we give one of them a break? <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny, yo! Crusher grabbed Celia's wrist and made like he was going to snap it in half. Oh. <gasps> Where is he? I told you the truth. I told you the truth. Chicago, that's all I know. The weasel looked at me and smiled, then nodded to Crusher. Crusher bent her wrist back. Oh. Stop it. We'd tell you if we knew. The weasel nodded and Crusher let her go. I'm leaving you with number. Next time Shades calls, you get an address, then you call me. Do you understand? Job. How's your wrist? He didn't hurt me. He didn't? When the crusher grabbed me, his eyes said, pretend. And the more he pretended to bend my wrist, the more I pretended to yell. Maybe you better get out of town. No. This isn't your fault. It's not yours either. Were they the ones who blew up Luke? They're capable. They wouldn't do that to Shades. I think... I should take out a loan and pay off Shade's debt. He's not coming back to Saratoga. Does he want to? It's his home. What about the fat cats? What's he talking about? The cats. Are they all back? They were. I'm going to check on them. Really? One of the... Rhinestones in Tweety Bird's collar came out in my... Really, there's something in here. Where? Inside the stone. Let's see it. Do you have a magnifying glass? I used to. Uh, see if I can find it. I think it's a map. Remember when Luke was soused? Remember what he said about his island? He said, I'm Luke John Silver and this is my treasure island. I found it. Did you hear short top? <laughs> Loud and clear. Here. It looked like a tiny treasure map. Is this his island? Yeah, that's it. And the X, what's that? It must be buried treasure. 15 paces due north. Hmm. Do people live on the island? Someone bought it. Are they living there now? For the summer, yeah. But now, October. I don't know. Can you find the X? You mean, is it painted on the ground? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? What's it say? 15 paces due north from Big Whitey? Well, what's Big Whitey? I don't know. When do you want to go? Now. We need a boat, a couple of shovels, flashlights. Rick's got a kayak. It'll fit too. How'd you know that? He wanted to take me kayaking. Good old Rick. Are you going to tell him about the map? No. We had no problem borrowing Rick's kayak because Rick wasn't around. We 
drove out to the old Fort Miller Cemetery. I tossed the two shovels on the ground and was about to pull the kayak out of the pickup. Really? What? There's a man standing out there among the tombstones. Oh, yeah. Hey, hi. How you doing? Are you grave robbers? Set? He means the shovels. Now we're looking for buried treasure. Celia. You're here, all you're going to dig up is bones. We met before. Oh, I remember you. Yeah, hi. How you doing? Where's your dog? Got hit by a car. Oh, that's too bad. Had to put him down. Rufus? Yeah, you remember? Yeah. He's a good dog. Yeah, he was. This is Celia. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Who owns Luke's Island? Some people from New Jersey. They around? On weekends. You remember Shades the gardener? Yeah, sure. Well, Celia's his niece. Is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. There were a couple of plants out there Luke gave to Shades, but Shades was never able to get back to dig them up. They're sons of bitches. People who own the island? When they drive by, they look right at you like you don't exist. Mm. They're the ones who hit Rufus. They said he crossed the road in front of them. They were driving with their heads up their asses and ran over him. Fat cats. Fat cats. Yeah, that's it. That's them. I don't know of anyone who lives on this river that likes them. Take whatever you want, dig up the whole damn island, no one's going to say anything. Thanks. If you find any buried treasure, keep it. Better get himself another dog. Yeah? It's getting dark. It's okay. I know where the falls are. The falls? Never mind. And now it's time to wind it all up. Here's the final episode of Saratoga Fat Cats. There was quite a bit of traffic on West River Road. It's the highway that runs alongside the Hudson. But I figured no one would see us if we landed on the other side of the island. It was also the closest point to where Luke's map had the X. We pulled the kayak onto the bank and Celia grabbed the shovels. I checked my compass. It started to rain. Okay, I'm ready. Fifteen paces due north from Big Whitey. Hmm. Well, well what is a Big Whitey? Big Whitey? <laughs> I don't know, it meant something to Luke. Oh, all I see is trees. There's no birches, they're white. Uh, isn't that the biggest one? What is it? Yeah, it's a tree. Uh -huh. What kind? Um, and it's an oak. What kind? Well, well, what's he saying? What kind of oak? Are there different kinds? Yeah, yeah. Uh, come over here. Yeah. You see the shape of this leaf? Yeah. This isn't a red oak. It's yeah. a white oak. And, uh-oh. What? It's a white oak. Oh, big whitey. Jeez. <laughs> okay, starting from the trunk. I'm going to start from the trunk. Okay. Fifteen paces due north. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wait, wait, wait. How do you know the exact length of a pace? What? A pace is a stride, you know. Well, you, well, you said Luke was tall. Yeah, it was like six, four. So if his legs were longer, you'd have to take a longer stride. Yeah, yeah. All right, should I start over? No, 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 no. Just, just uh, make them extra long. Why extra long? Well, to compensate for the short ones you've taken. Okay. Uh, I, I lost my count. Nine. Nine. You sure? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, nine? Ten. No, wait, wait, stop. What? You shouldn't start with nine. Start with ten. You said nine. Well, you already did nine. So where am I now? You're at twelve. Start with thirteen. How did I get to twelve? Because you started wrong. But I didn't do eleven. Yes, you did. Your ten wasn't eleven. Uh, thirteen. Yeah. Fourteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. No, stop. What? You went too far. Back up one. Sorry. Fifteen. What's next? Uh, turn due east. Take three paces. Due east. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Now, five paces toward the eyesore. What's that? I don't know. It must be something really ugly. Well, there's a couple of houses on the far bank, but they look okay. Uh, let me see. see? What do you think? Maybe there was something there. It's not there anymore. What happens when the leaves fall? You can see a lot more. You stay here. Don't move. I'm going in front of the trees where I can see. She's a peach. I know. I bet she's juicy. Hey, hey, cut that out. She can hear you, Shorts. Yeah? Why is that? You tell me. Hey, I see it. Oh, she is one tasty chicky. like you hang out with. What'd you find? A dock across the river. And it's made out of cement blocks. And it's really ugly. Walk toward me. How many paces? Five. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Hi. Where do we go from here? Uh, down. <laughs> Start digging. Oh. Yeah, one shovel for you, one shovel for me. The sod was about a foot thick. It was getting dark now. Rain continued, but we didn't notice it. Celia was pretty good with a shovel. The hole kept getting wider and wider and deeper, but we weren't finding anything. I figured if there was anything here, Luke wouldn't bury it six feet deep, would he? And then, Celia's shovel hit something. Ooh, hear that? Yeah, do it again. Is it a rock? Sounds too soft. Yeah. Mm. Can you shine the light down here? Oh. I got down on my knees and dug around with my hands. It was a plastic box. Well, let's see. It's a lunch bucket. What? See? Treasure Island. Huh. Treasure Island is a pirate's lunch bucket. And there's a lock. What do you think is in there? Knowing Luke, it'll probably be a rubber ducky. How do you know it was Luke? <laughs> you mean Luke didn't bury this? Don't ask me. Had to be Luke. Keep digging. What's he saying? There's something else. Where? Underneath. I dug it out. Beneath that was another and yet another under that. And that was it. They were all lunch pails, all different, but all printed with pirate pictures, gold bullion pouring out of the treasure chests, parrots and peg legs, and all the usual pirate booty. We took our four treasure chests, boarded the kayak, and paddled away.
When we got back to my place, I left Celia in the pickup while I went inside to see if the weasel and crusher were into my cottage cheese again. They weren't. We put the boxes on the kitchen table. I went out to the garage and got the bolt cutters. The lock snapped easily enough. Uh, do you think it's safe? Maybe. I unsnapped the latches. And just open it a little and peek inside. I open the lid just a little and shine the flashlight in. Uh-oh. Oh, what is it? It's rigged. There's a tripwire. Oh, crap. I don't think we should open it. White boy. Who? Rick. He knows demolitions. That's what he didn't be enough. Not a pro. It's amateur. How big a charge can you fit into a lunchbox? <laughs> big. And you got three more boxes here. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so it is a bomb. Maybe not. No? But maybe. Can you defuse it? I'm gonna try. So, so, so what do we do? I know a place I can set it off. But, but, but what if there's something inside the box? Boom! Will he just open it? I'm gonna take it out back and open it. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Do it! Don't listen to him. I'm with you. Don't do it, man. Do it! I'm going to the backyard. Oh. Why does he listen to him? Shorts. Tell him to do it. Yeah. I set the box on the far side of the willow tree, hooked a fishing line up over a low branch, caught the hook under the lid, got behind the brick barbecue, ducked my head, and pulled on the line. Did you do it? Yeah. Some kind of a whirling or scratching sound going on in there. Don't move. What's that? It's laughing at me. It's pirates. It's a har-har box. I can see something else. Something wrapped in tin foil. Where did they stop laughing? Have I waited long enough? Maybe. Okay. Maybe not. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Wrapped in plastic and tinfoil and duct tape. Maybe it's dope. Maybe it's treasure. I sliced through the duct tape, through the tinfoil and layers of plastic, and finally, there it was. Luke the Pirate's treasure. Ooh. Oh my god. Are they real? Looks like they're all hundreds. And there's three more boxes. Maybe we should open them up back. Go right ahead. I'll use the same method you did, just to be safe. As we counted Luke's little treasure, we could hear the har-har boxes being set off in the backyard. It sounded like we were having a pirate party back there. Mm -hmm. 
What do you have? $11,700. The other three boxes netted exactly the same amount. There's a hundred thousand dollars here. <laughs> what are you going to do with all this? We'll split it three ways. No, you don't have to give me any. That's okay. No, not you. I meant shades. Oh, oh yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, we'll pay off what he owes the weasel, and then we'll split the rest between you and me and shades. Can, can I ask a favor? You want some money? No, no. Uh, I would like one of those... Har har boxes. Well, I don't know. Okay, it's yours. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> you can have all four of them. You know, I always figured Luke had a lot more than this. Where do you think he stashed it? Probably offshore. Yeah. Yeah, maybe in the Caymans. Have fun. <sighs> what a day. I need a bath. Yeah, me too. Well, do you want to join me? You mean in the shower? No, not in the shower. Oh, sorry. I meant in the bathtub. Oh. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, oh, shut up. I still think Luke's alive. And finally, the credits. Willie and Shorttop, Bill Raymond. Christy, Shelley Williams, Luke, Bill Westenberg, Annie, Kelly Sweeney, White Bar Rick, Patrick Donovan, Shelby, Laura Roth, Berkeley Bobs, Skip Pink, Shades, Melvin White, Bruno Rocco, Jim Mitchell, Shirley Rocco, Dee Sarno, Briggs Staten, Eric Peterson, The Caretaker, Gary Stein, Celia, Karen Evan Candell, Weasel and Crusher, Paul Candell, The Therapist, Marcia Dale Lopez, Story and Script by Mr. Fulton, with music by Tim Clark, Sounds recorded by Mr. Fritz. Next week, something quite different. Scary stories about Fritz. In fact, one of them scared me half to death. Seriously, I'll tell you about it next week. And if you'd like to see some fine photos of Fritz wearing various hats, go to zbs.org. zbs.org. One last comment. Most podcasts are interviews or documentaries, and there's a lot of really good ones out there, but they're more based on facts, things that have happened, not on fiction, things that are imagined. Of course, that's the whole point of view, too. But let me leave you with a word from the great poet Rabindranath Tagore. Truth in her dress finds facts too tight. In fiction, she moves with ease. <laughs>